All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. Oh, I thought that was right whenever, John. Oh, dang it, Plank. Son of a pee. I, w- I thought I had it. I thought I had it where I was going to be like, welcome back to the show, and then John Mayer goes, Whoa. screwed it up, Josh. Can you we know, start the hour over? <laughs> we can, and, no, no, you know, I, he's but... going on an acoustic tour. Did we talk about this on or off the air yesterday? We did, yeah. We talked about it on the air. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's, one of the it's a throwback. Shows. It's a callback, people. Hey, I'm just thinking about this a couple moments ago. How awesome was Porter Moser? How cool was that? We're sitting here. Uh, Porter was supposed to come on at 9.30. Um, Brett, their incredible SID, had said, hey, reminder, you're going to call Porter at 9.30. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, it's what? About 9.27. I'm sitting here. You and I are yapping away about the AFC championship game. And I look up and there's Porter Moser. It's like, oh, come on, coach. When we when we went to break, he goes, were you just like waiting for me? I'm like, no, no, we we're good. It's like I felt bad. It's like I knew I was going to be on at 930. And he's like, I, I'm sorry if you're having to wait. I'm like, no, we're, it, I don't know, Josh, if that first hour could have worked out much more perfectly, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. Uh, suffice it to say, I'm a big fan of Porter Moser and uh, hope that, they can just push the right buttons to come away with what would be a gigantic win tomorrow. I okay. genuinely think a season-altering win if they can find it. Do you uh, you want to roll through some of these texts real quick? Let's do it. <clears throat> I unfortunately uh, opened a bit of a Pandora's box, right, whenever we <laughs> – Yeah. Right. But, but a couple of these. This is from the 405. It would be nice if OU actually expected a crowd. It's impossible to get in the arena – when we 7,000 attend the game, I go all the time and will be tomorrow. Yeah, I, I like that idea. Do you know what? I was I was thinking about this one time whenever I was stuck in traffic going to a softball game. And I was mad. It's like, And I was early too, Josh. You know me. I'm, I'm a, a weirdly early dude to every, every facility. And... And all my shortcuts aren't working. They're all backed up. You know, cutting through the museum parking lot. Nope, still backed up. Ah, dang it. Trying to cut through. Asp, still backed up. And then I realized, it's pretty awesome. Sucks. (laughs) But you're two hours before a game, and you can't – you've got to just wait, and you've got to be patient. And I think for – that texter and for many others that regularly, right? He said the he or she said the seven thousand. Um, when you when you're stuck a little bit on Highway Nine or you're stuck whenever it comes to getting in, you're like, okay, all right, let's go make some noise. Genuinely, where is it much better than Oklahoma at in terms of just the traffic portion? Okay, say that again because I totally just zoned out for a moment. Well, I appreciate the authenticity there. Well, I mean, I, I, I looked down at my phone the next thing I know you had stopped, and I'm like, oh, no, what just happened? Go, I, so I apologize. Where, where can you go to a college basketball game that's going to have more than 8,000 people and getting in and out of the arena is <laughs> easy? <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, and, and I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. I'm, I'm genuinely asking. I, I think that – that's just something you kind of sign up for when you want to go to the game is you expect, okay, it's – for example, it's going to be a beast 
to get to the AFC Championship game in Kansas City this weekend. That's just the nature of it. Right. Right. And guess what? Leaving the stadium is going to be suck. a pain in the w- – you know what? <laughs> that's the, And I'm sure that's the same for the NFC Championship game. Any of these sporting events, that's that's kind of part of the – you know, that's that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I I really like this tag. This is from 580Nate. You know, I've seen a couple of things that have started to make the rounds on Twitter, which uh, warms my heart. Outside of Gunny basically putting a hit on us uh, on Twitter. <laughs> he did, yes. <laughs> um, but I think Jim in Fort Worth said, tell me tell me how I would know you listen to the ref all day long. I think 580 Nate has a pretty good one here. He writes, hey, thanks for taking my text. First time, long time here. Has there been any thoughts into a new basketball arena in Norman? Also, any update on that Hicks kid from Katie? I'll take my answer off the air. <laughs> Stop it, Nate. That's well done. Uh, we were, you know, I is David Stone going to replace the, 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 the DJ Hicks conversations? Is that going to become the new uh, DJ Hicks? I know that... Um, Someone had mentioned, I think on three, had projected him to to Michigan State. They put in whatever their version of a crystal ball is, or whatever their version uh, is is of kind of a projection. But um, Josh McQuiston, I think uh, you would throw Parker in there too, are pretty adamant that the IMG Academy prospect ends up coming to Norman a lot more than we ever know because what his sister goes to school here, so. Now, David Stone, I think he's going to become to try to take your 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 smarmy, perfectly put text, Nate, and give us some new context. Maybe instead of what's that Hicks kid from Katie going to do? It's like, hey, what's going on with David Stone? Have you guys heard anything? Because everyone feels like in the end he ends up going to he ends up going to uh, Oklahoma when all. Of a it was. You're right. The the Hicks recruitment itself was its own experience right oh in the gosh. 2023 signing class it was something i think i think david stone will be more pronounced than that really yes because oh. of the, because of the ties to the state and just locally here it it is going to it's going to rock sooner recruiting the the sooner recruiting world if he does not pick Oklahoma. It, it is not going to be well-received at all. It will be to a even greater dimension than Hicks because, again, of the ties back. Mm, I love it. I love it. All right, a um, couple of other ones here. This is good from Sooner Soldier. We were talking about how today I am I'm feeling a little bit of LNC nostalgia. I it's pretty cool whenever you're here and it's empty and it's quiet and you, you see the promise, you see the hype. Um, this is from the 405. When I was like eight, I went to the OU Duke game, number one versus number two. Had to sit on the top row, but I could not hear. That was the loudest I've heard that building. It needs to get back to that. Let's bring the fire. What was that, like 1990? Is that when that was, or was it even before then? You know what would help if Duke came here and played a game? <laughs> you know what would really help that out quite a bit? That's a really, really good point. Why doesn't Duke come here and play? And it wouldn't help if they had 
Christian Leitner and Bobby Hurley playing too. I remember watching that game. And uh, I think that was, let's see, 90. Was that was that Mark Allery for Duke? I hated Duke, guys. I had an eternal hatred for all things Duke whenever I was a kid. Tommy Amaker, Jay Billis, Robert Bricky. Hated them all. And Robert Bricky was always the guy that would make the defensive stand and they did their, their little stupid slapping of the floor. You want to talk about my villain when I was growing up? Duke, that was my villain, Josh. That was my number one, number one in college basketball. And I, and I don't think I was alone. No, that's, that's exactly <laughs> right. You, you definitely were not alone, and you're still not alone, but it was greater back then, was it not? Yeah. Um, true sooner. Oh, yeah, it was. It was different. Well, listen, I, I could sit here – and reel off starting fives from the 90s that make absolutely no sense, right? Why in the world would I know that UNLV had a starting five that included Larry Johnson, Stacey Augman, Anderson Hunt, Greg Anthony, Mo Scurry was on that starting five, um, had a couple dudes that came off the bench. Why am I sitting here remembering the fight in Illini from Illinois starting lineup with Kenny Battle, Kendall Gill? Larry Smith from Alton, Illinois would start sometimes, but usually Stephen Bardo. There was Marcus Liberty that was in that mix. He was a stud out of the Chicago area. Why, why am I remembering these? But, yet I, I probably couldn't even tell you the, the starting five just right off the top of my head from Oklahoma State this year. I know Bryce Thompson's there. It's weird. They, it, it was a different time. And, you know, it, it's wilder because you had much more college basketball at your fingertips now than you ever did then. It's funny. I could really go to the mattresses with some late 90 college basketball, mid-90s, late-90s college basketball trivia. Do you want to talk about the 1994 University of Tulsa starting lineup, Josh? I, or do you, I would or do love you, to. Or do you not want to get into a conversation about the dominant front court of Craig Hernady and J.R. Rollo? Um, this is from True. This is actually a really good point. Uh, True on the Air Comfort Solutions text line writes, I know it was a different time. But I was lucky enough to see with my own eyes a 48-game winning streak. Lloyd Noble under Billy Tubbs. So I have to chuckle a bit when you mentioned what it could be. Now, this is that moment where we all kind of stop and pause and have to remind ourselves that those days were 40 years ago. And I want to make this very clear because there's a couple people that got mad or maybe misinterpreted it. Whenever I talk about those days – I don't talk about them in anything negative, all right? It was it was the greatest run for OU basketball, and it was the show. And they worked their backsides off to create that and develop that under Billy Tubbs with all his great players and all his great assistants. So whenever I say, guys, that was a long time ago, that's not to knock it. That's just to say we've gone through a lot of iterations of OU basketball and stylistics too since then. And one of the guys that coached here that fought for attendance is currently the head coach of – I mean, a top six team in the country right now, and they were number one. So, but, you know, it's you're right. That That's pretty awesome. Uh, one more here, then we'll move on. Sooner Soldier writes, I don't get it. The LNC looks nicer and bigger than most. Is it too big? Is that the problem? Um, Acoustically, yes. <sighs> Boy, where do we start, right? I mean, for some. It's, yes. Josh is 100% right. Acoustically, it's, it's too big. 
Um, it's a li- little, little, little bit kind of a tough look from the outside, right? Little, it's, little just, bit. it's just the simplest way to put it. And the LNC, like we've talked about with Bramlage Coliseum, with and I'm not calling LNC Allen Fieldhouse, but like Allen Fieldhouse in a lot of these older places, it could be awesome if right. we get, you know, 12,000 or whatever the capacity is over there in the LNC. It can be awesome if the, the right environment's there. But just generally speaking, in the most simplest terms we can put it, it's just simply dated. Yeah. Dated. Pete Hines, by the way, just texted me. And he said, the LNC greatest era, the Skeeter meter. <laughs> the Skeeter meter. There's so many cool memories here. So many cool memories. Maybe they'll create some more on Saturday. Uh, you can be here. You can be loud. You can be proud. You can be part of it. $4. $4. Four tickets. 40 bucks. Great deal. I did the math on that. That's $10 a ticket for the Big 12 SEC Challenge with Oklahoma taking on Alabama. The men's basketball ticket also gets you free access to the men's gym meet inside McCaslin. And a big weekend for men's and women's tennis coming up, too. Admission always free to those. Audra Cohen coming up a little bit later on in the program. All right, let's break. When we come back, do we dare try to talk some NFL, Josh? Do we dare talk some Kansas City, Cincinnati? It's coming up right here on The Ref. Hey, uh, did you happen to mention, Josh Helmer, that USC Brian is on hold? I did. Well, let's do it. Straight to the Riverwind Casino jackpot line, we say good morning to USC Brian. What's going on, Brian? How are you, bud? You know it's always good in the neighborhood, my my brother from another mother. It's good to hear your voice, man. How you been? Oh, hanging and banging, you know, got to keep going. Can't, can't stop it at this point. So the alternative is not looking too hot, that's for sure. I would agree. I would agree. I will say, I, I, I miss hearing your voice because I think with what this station is all about, Brian, you could become like a Hulk Hogan NWO version here, man. You could be like the bat, like Scott Hall, the bad guy. I mean, you could be the ultimate villain if you wanted to with your love of USC and your disdain of most things OU. You, you, you should embrace and, and that. Don't for, and, don't forget the, and don't forget the Cowboys, okay? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Or, or, but, but here again, though, you could also be considered like the hero because I know you're not a big fan of Mike Gundy either. So I think we need oh to get God, you on no. here more often. <laughs> oh my God, no, 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 no. Uh, so what's on your mind today, Brian? Well, I was just, I was just, I was just kind of happy that both my teams made in in both conference championships this year. I got the, I got the Niners over on one side and the Chiefs on the other. I would like to have a, a repeat of Super Bowl uh, fifty four, I think three or four or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know if it's going to happen because Philadelphia is looking mighty tough on that side. Isn't and it? Cincinnati's no joke. Isn't it pretty amazing to see? I, I I don't feel like we talk about it enough to see what Brock Purdy has become. I mean, I. Oh my God! Yes. I mean, there is no part of me that expected Brock Purdy to do this after what we saw his final season at Iowa State. But, I mean, Brian, dare I even say the dude's even got a little swagger out there too. And, well, he should because, I mean, 
he's got all the weapons he needs, and he really doesn't have to do much. To me, he reminds me of what was the quarterback that that absolutely did absolutely nothing and won a championship for Tampa Bay? Oh, Brad Johnson? That one? Yes, yes. <laughs> yep, that would be it. But see, Purdy is a, is a better version of that. Now, if, if the Dallas Cowboys could get somebody like that, maybe they would get in the title shot once again. But, you know, as, as, as long as uh, old man Jones is not going to do anything but uh, keep, it, keep it just like the, trying to be the uh, Donald Sterling of the NFL, he ain't going to get nothing. He is making money, though. He is making money. Oh, so yeah, who, of course. So who you got? What, so you, you, think the, you think your Chiefs are in trouble this weekend? You think it's going to be uh, Bengals-Eagles? It could be, or, or, or like I say, I don't put nothing past that Niner defense. That, that is just an awesome defense. I like watching them. I like watching them a lot. Hey, uh, real quick, Brian, I, I did have to ask because I meant to reach out. How you feeling about Alex Grinch being back another year for your Trojans? Uh, huh? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I know that we've got we, – our main problem right now is we're we're building up the defense. The offense is ready to go. Right. We got we we got another year of Caleb, and then he's going to come out and be the number one draft pick. So you know, I would I would have expected him to come out this year, but he he can he can own next year. Sure. Lock, stock, and barrel. So it's better for him to stay another year. All right, buddy. All right. Well, USC Brian, it's great to hear your voice, man. Have a great rest of your oh. day. Oh, one more thing. Sure. I got a, I got a, a, a flash for you for the main event in WrestleMania. Okay. Roman Reigns versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Really? Like a gift? Is Stone Cold back in the storyline mixes or something? Or is they, are they going to start developing it at Rumble this weekend? Well, what's, what's happened is they thought The Rock would be ready. Uh-huh. To, uh, to to do WrestleMania, but he's saying that he doesn't have enough time to get in shape. Yeah. And yeah. they're offering Stone Cold a boatload of money mm. to do it. So I oh. don't know. The, it's, the jury's still out, but it's looking a whole lot like he may take it. Huh. I like it. Thanks for the breaking news, Brian. Appreciate your call, man. Don't be a stranger. Take care, brother. I don't know about you, Josh, but I feel like every picture I see of The Rock, it looks like he's in okay shape. Um, I don't know if there is a different kind of shape that you need to be in to wrestle. But, I mean, I, I know I'm not in very good shape right now, right? I the, the, the diet has gone okay this week outside of a sushi splurge on Tuesday. But I... Uh, I don't know how much better shape The Rock could actually be in. Oh, by the way, this is that moment where I remind everyone, Josh couldn't care less about wrestling. And I'm sure there's a lot of you that don't. Yeah, what are we talking about? (laughs) Royal Rumble, Saturday night. Agreed. The the Rock is in uh, movie star shape. He's doing all right. Okay. I I would think so. I I, got to tell you something. I've got a prediction to make. I've got a prediction to make. Are you ready? I am, yes. I think there's going to be some off-season fun 
with Caleb Williams. Here's oh, my man. prediction. You ready? Here's my prediction. I think that he might be one of those guys that either A, tries to test the NFL to go early, or B, tries to do what he can to sit out, protect his body for the NFL draft. That is my prediction, USC Brian. We'll see if it comes true. If, here's here's the reason why. This is me, Chris Plank, my my thoughts. If, remember, Colin, Conan O'Brien had his show where they would always do in the year 2000 and they would make their projections. In the summer of 2023, and maybe even, let's see, when is the, when is the supplemental draft? The supplemental draft, which I, I think that they, um, I think they've tried to move away from, and they didn't, they didn't even hold one this last year. That, um, and they haven't had a supplemental draft in about three years, but there hasn't really been anyone that's challenged it recently. You remember the last name that challenged it? Maurice Claret. There was also a wide receiver named Mike Williams from USC that tried to challenge it. Here's my theory. It's a theory. We don't need to talk about it. I just USC Brian got me thinking about it. You ready? Here we go. What did we always hear was the ultimate goal for Caleb Williams? The ultimate goal for Caleb Williams was never something that you heard involving a national championship. It wasn't about conference championships. It was about being the best quarterback he could be in the National Football League. Right? That's what we heard. Dare I even go as far as saying the number one pick in the NFL draft? Kind of has accomplished it. I mean, if Caleb Williams is in this year's draft, Josh, is there any question that he goes number one? No, there's not. He is a – and I'll tell you what, the Bears would get a bank of picks for someone to move up and get him, even if it was the Texans going from two to one. They might get a future first, if not a couple from Houston, just to move up to number one. I'll tell you what, there's probably teams sitting at six, seven, and maybe even worse, the, the Panthers at nine. That would give up everything almost to go up there and get him. Players, too. So – I mean, kind of accomplish your goal, right? So hypothetically, go ahead. I'll play this this little game with you because this look, was, by the way, by the way, this was a topic saved for a June afternoon. But just because USC Brian called, maybe the wheels are already spinning faster towards this. And I want to remind you, this is my opinion. This is my theory. There is nothing based in fact on this right now. Well, and if he challenges the three years out of high school rule, what would need to happen? for him to actually get an exemption in that regard. The owners, would they have to vote on it? Um, because I'm guessing there's quite a few owners that would say, yeah, we didn't tank this season. We're voting no. Mm. We, mm. we weren't aware that Caleb Williams was going to be on the market. We've been putting our, our ducks in a row for next season. 
That's a great question. But it wouldn't be the owners and and voting on it. It would be the NFL. And I don't know. Just a theory, Josh Helmer. Just a theory. Uh, Many have failed before, right? Many have failed before. And I don't know what you could possibly do to prove it. But I just, every, every single year from, I can start naming names, Jadavian Clowney to Trevor Lawrence, there have been articles written by pro football guys that always say what? Why would you ever play your senior year of college if you're going to be the top pick in the draft? And guys like Trevor Lawrence and uh, even Clowney at the time when he was at South Carolina, I think he kind of thought about it, but they shot it down. I mean, what do we see happen to Caleb Williams late in the season? Specifically, he got dinged up, man. No doubt. Pac-12 right? championship game, he's out there. Yeah, dinged up. So, I don't know, my mind's been spinning on this one. Maybe maybe I should even kind of downgrade this take, Josh, to something that I'm workshopping right now. Though I do feel like everything we bring up has kind of a, the Simpsons did it from South Park. Has Teddy and Tyler already workshopped this and talked about it? <laughs> maybe. And I haven't heard them. Okay, all right. One thing I think that you can – definitely get ready to potentially count on is all of a sudden an injury springs up if USC's lost two games next season. Like the Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. Yeah, all of a sudden magically, yeah, you know, Caleb Williams, he's been kind of dealing with uh, this nagging injury all year long, and so he's shutting it down. Um, And you know what? Whereas – with any other player, NFL teams would say, ah, it's a character. Isn't it, isn't it interesting, huh? It just kind of depends on the player and the talent, whether or not we want to make that a character, a quote-unquote character concern. Because I don't think it would be a character concern with one Caleb Williams. There you go. Just a thought, boys. Just a thought. Um, but again, the NFL has seemingly started moving away from supplemental drafts. Uh. I mean, I. we'll see. Now, is that something? Oh, what a celebration that would be on the ref, right? Oh, my goodness. Steelman would be the happiest guy on the planet if something like that happened. Not anyone getting hurt, but just all of a sudden you start hearing the rumblings that could Caleb Williams challenge the NFL's three-year rule? Could Caleb Williams decide to sit out and not risk injury? Though I will say, I do think there's going to be a fun debate heading into next year's draft between Caleb Williams and Drake May. I really do. But I I think Caleb Williams is going to win that. Thanks for the call, USC Brian. I did not see that coming as a segment today. All right. Quick break. When we come back right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, let's – Let's start diving into this weekend ahead of us. We have promised some AFC-NFC championship uh, chip talk. We'll get to that, um, kind of how Josh's gut is heading into the game. And uh, Audra Cohen is going to join us here on site coming up in a bit right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. This is the Home of Sooner Fans, the ref. I... Josh, there's a story involving a Clemson basketball player. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That I don't know if I'm ready to get into. Um, partially because I, I 
I don't want to think about it, but enough people have texted about it. I guess we need to mention it, right? Why is that public knowledge? Because he went on Instagram Live and said it. Okay, well, never mind. I take it all back. <laughs> never mind. It's, That's it's, why. It's of his own accord. So Right. And, and maybe he didn't think anyone would be watching, but Clemson guard Brevin Galloway, Six foot two, senior. Uh, detailed that after working out on Thursday morning, he took a nap, and he woke up to found that his lower region, his testicles, had ballooned to the size of basketballs. Basketballs. Now, you know what I think of? I think of the South Park episode. With Randy. <laughs> yes. Whenever they were all trying to get medical marijuana. Um, Don't worry, just trying to get a little cancer, Sharon. <laughs> what happened to KFC? Well, it's now a weed store. <laughs> um, but G- Galloway explained uh, the way that he explained it was that they exploded, which wasn't necessarily true. Quote I go to the doctor, I have surgery. Three hours later, my testicles are reduced to a normal size. I don't know what happened. I guess they were trying to be like basketballs. Wow. So, I mean, the doctors have to know what happened, though, right? I guess whenever he was giving the explanation, he was on uh, – he was still on – Some pain medication. Thank you. Yes. That would and, make sense. And I love that I'm go- I'm telling this story as Audrey Cohen comes walking up. This is just great because... timing. Awesome. But, yeah, so I guess uh, it was listed as an abdominal injury, but as he explained it, it was – Well, it was different. It was different. (laughs) It was a separate injury. (laughs) Here, you want to jump on now? Let's do it. All right, we're live, by the way. I'm sorry. I was telling a story about a Clemson basketball player that had an unfortunate uh, incident. They they ruled it as an abdominal injury, and, I mean, I'll just let you read the headline, and then is that – see – Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. Trying to find a way to talk yeah. about that on the air, not good, right? Not good. How and, are you? And probably the worst person to bring on air right now. And here's Audrey Cohen, <laughs> women's tennis coach. How you been? Good. Great. Yeah, just getting ready. Okay, what did I miss? Everyone is like, oh, my gosh, you wrapped up the interview this morning. People are texting about it. Was there some trash talking going on this morning? Possibly. Did Toby get you a little bit tweaked up? And What happened? I, I'm not sure, but we, <laughs> we need a lot of people out there on Sunday. Oh. So. Trying to get everybody riled up. You know, I, I, it's it's funny because I think about when you came in, and we're not. And again, nothing nothing against where the program was. Where it was we weren't talking about it. We weren't talking about women's tennis. And now you've been here six, seven. This seven. is well, this is my seventh year. You, yeah. So because you came in whenever I moved down here. Okay. You came in. Yeah. Uh, Lincoln came in that same year, and it was when I just moved here, and. It's been so fun to watch this program become what it's become. Congratulations. But can you just take us through what that journey's been like to build what you want to build here at Oklahoma? Yeah, so the the first year, if I'm if I'm being really honest, I, I think the first three months I was like, oh, my goodness, how am I going to do this? Right. And then uh, just kept working, and, and little by little, you just have to trust your vision and your vision of the long run, even if the pieces along the way are not exactly as you want them to be. And so the first years were the first couple years were tough, and then we we really started to get a lot of momentum, and then COVID happened. Ugh. 
So we had momentum. I think we would have probably finished around top 30 that year. And then COVID happened and we kind of had to do another rebuild. Our volunteer assistant passed away tragically. Our number one uh, got diagnosed with acute myeloid leukemia and she was supposed to come back for her super senior year after COVID. So we've gone through so many, so many really tough moments. And then um, after coming out of COVID, we regrouped and, and finished top 25, not last year, but the year before. And then, and then two in the country last year. So for us, uh, we've, constantly been making progress but mm-hmm. um i feel like it's taken longer than i would have liked <laughs> if i'm being honest uh, but but i think the vision from the beginning was to be a national championship program and so we didn't take any shortcuts to get there and and we didn't lose sight of that audra cohen is the head women's tennis coach here at oklahoma she joins us we're at the lnc today um and we're not just promoting up the basketball game but we're promoting up the fact that you can go watch this championship-caliber team play for free. And it's it's the best deal in town, period. But it's also uh, it's a tip of the cap to the commitment that not nece- not just the administration, but to have donors that have given us the facilities like we have. I mean, this is it's pretty amazing when you see what you guys have over there. Right. I think a lot of people have probably driven by it but mm-hmm. never been inside. And so uh, we want everybody to come in and, and see our facility. We have uh, – beautiful courts uh, the the view is great from no matter where you are in the building you're going to have a great look at every court in in the facility and i think people don't realize that tennis college tennis is six matches at a time it's it's awesome there's action everywhere it's not like you're just watching one match as you do on tv when you're watching wimbledon you know it's it's six matches going on at the same time with constant action and constant energy everywhere so uh, i think that's something Come out and watch watch a, a college tennis match, especially if we play Texas Tech on Sunday. Uh, as I said before, it, it could be a, a brutal slugfest. Really? Fest. Yeah. <laughs> so that's our it's it, it, well Texas, of course, is a very good program. Um, I, I know we're getting ready for a move, but we, we could talk about that to the SEC in a while. Big Twelve tennis pretty legit, right? What yes. you're dealing with? Yes, absolutely. When I first got to OU, the Big Twelve wasn't nearly as strong as as it is now, and now we've We've really picked up the speed everywhere. Um, we don't have any any easy outs in the Big 12, and, and we have difficult places to play. So places like Lubbock, where there's a little bit of altitude, um, Texas is just the crowd and the, the way the facilities set up is pretty tough. So everywhere is difficult to play, and I think it creates a lot of parity in our conference and a lot of toughness. So you'll see a lot of, uh, a lot of tough teams. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about your your rock stars, the Corley sisters, and yeah. you've had them since since sin- essentially day one. How have you? Well, not day one when you came here, not seven years ago, but day one of their collegiate career. How have you seen them progress and grow into you know must see TV, if you will? Right. Well, I think day one, if you consider the recruiting process, you know, <laughs> right. So yeah, maybe seven it was. years later, maybe it was yeah. seven years, right? Um, but uh, they're they're just such a huge part of our our overall program from a cultural standpoint of just the energy that's put out there on the court and also um you know i think what credit credit to them they weren't unbelievable like absolute top 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 recruits in the world when they came to ou they've just progressively gotten so much better and now i mean watching them play doubles is like watching a doubles match at the u.s open their level is is pro level and they they go after it they bring so much energy and um, big serves, big weapons. 
So they're playing a different level. I think the, the biggest piece for them is handling the pressure and still going after it. Yeah, um, and then for those that aren't familiar, Coach, take us through kind of the rest of the roster and some players we'll be able to keep an eye on this weekend. Right, so we have uh, Lane Sleeth. She's a transfer from Florida. Super athletic, plays a completely different style than uh, Ivana and Carmen. So she's going to run down more balls, play really athletic tennis, kind of uh, cause a lot of disruption for the opponent. And then um, we have a super senior in Sasha Pisareva. She's uh, she's originally from Ukraine, but she's a U.S. citizen, and she's uh, a transfer, a double transfer, actually. Uh, and she she's just a, an incredible athlete. Um, her her backhand in, in the corners, is she's able to create so much power, and, and she – she kind of – I feel like she's always underestimated. People don't think she's as good as she is, and then she just comes up with these shots that are unbelievable. Um, then we have Donna Guzman, who's back this year. She was injured last year. Uh, before that, she had played pretty high for us and been successful in the Big 12. So we're really happy to have her back. It's kind of like adding another another player. Um, and Donna's we, – we say she kills you silently mm-hmm. and softly. <laughs> she Ooh, just has a lot like of feel, that. a lot of feel. We uh, – when when she hits really really good shots, we say that's dirty Donna right there. Like, <laughs> and then uh, if we ha- she has an alter ego of Francesca, her middle name. Uh, if she if she's really being a diva out there, she's just being Frenchy. Um, so we we that's a uh, lot of personalities yeah. you got to deal with <laughs> yeah, right there. Right? We got to have fun. Um, and then we added a, a two new players, one from Slovakia, one from Mexico. Julia Garcia from Mexico is a little lefty. She's not very tall, but she packs a punch. Uh, her forehand is legit. Uh, I often say not enough players in women's tennis just dictate with the forehand, and uh, and that's how I played. So it's a pleasure to be able to coach her and help her uh, get through some tough matches. And then we added Romana Sosovska from, uh, from Slovakia, and she's actually 20 years old. She's a transfer from a Slovakian university, and she's uh, an incredible ball striker. You won't see anybody with just effortless power like that. And a huge serve. So you might see her some this weekend as well. Man, you got a lot. You got a lot of uh, talent on that roster, and it's fun to watch. Yeah, I, and I forgot Emma Staker. Oh yeah, yeah. Emma Staker, our Tulsa uh, home, homegrown, homebred, uh, Oklahoma fan. We have uh, pictures of her from when she was six years old. Where'd she go to school in Tulsa? Uh, she she, w- she went to Tucker Tennis Academy. Oh, okay, okay, so, okay. Yeah, quite a few. Well, pretty much every player at this level is is homeschooled really? nowadays. Yeah, it's huh. incredible. So you're saying I could have been great at tennis if my mom just would have homeschooled me. Yeah, I'm not sure if that that works. Yeah. <laughs> Fitness might have been a problem. Man, I love tennis. Though. I want to be so good at it. And you had a at the at the women's clinic, they had a, a lesson that you gave away. Yeah. And I was thinking, I might bid on that one just to try to because it is a sport. Yeah, coach. That once you get out there and you start playing, it's incredibly addictive, and you just want to get better, and you want to be. And it's great cardio. It's a great workout too. For sure. And uh, if you if you can't move that well, we also have pickleball now, right? So Are you a pickleball fan? I, I I've never I think, played it. I think at this point, I don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a pandemic in and of itself, right? Yeah, I guess so. That's yeah. true. I everyone I want. I, just about everyone I know is like, oh, you got to try it. I'm like, yeah, no, no, no. Now all of you are trying it. I don't want to try it now because everyone else is. I'm right. going to stick to tennis. So congratulations on the great season. And we Thanks. need people out there. We right? need, yeah, we need we a great need energy out there, out there this yeah. weekend. You can bring your own food into the facility. Ooh, let's go. Yeah, which is awesome. And uh, and it's free. So you can, you can hop on over after basketball and before – gym i think it is so you can hop on over bring your own food and uh and watch some great tennis 
You're awesome, Audra. Yeah. Congratulations Thank on all your you. success. And you Thank saved you. the show from going down a very slippery slope whenever you walked yeah, up here. Yeah, we, we only talk about tennis balls here. That's right. Yeah. That's a perfect way to end it. That's Audra <laughs> Cohen. We'll take a timeout. It's the Plank Show from the LNC on the ref. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Audra Cohen. <laughs> Sean. She sits on a throne of lies because we know all facilities at Oklahoma suck, so we're constantly told. It's a, a good point. A funny text. And by the way, he also added to USC Brian's call, typical USC fan didn't even realize Caleb Williams couldn't declare for the NFL draft. Um, yeah, I know, poor Brian. Taking a few strays today. I, I will say I went – I had not – I had not been through the tennis facility before, Josh. And a couple of years ago, whenever we were creating the the pathways and the the rules for the walkways post COVID, I went in there and did the uh, did the walkthrough videos. Like, hey, so if, when you're walking down this path, you're going to go here. And I had not been actually within the uh, inner workings. I know some people don't like us to say deep within the bowels. So within the inner workings of the Headington tennis complex. And it is, it's awesome. They've done a, they've done a really nice job with that. And it's really cool from an environment perspective and it's free. So spend a Saturday in Norman. And you can bring your own food, bring your own food in that. They just want you there. I, I might. What if I brought a Turkey in? Like I'm like, yeah, I made a Turkey. You guys want some of this? Just like start opening up like a little, uh, <laughs> like bring your own. All right, quick break. When we come back, let's hit the top five stories of the day next.